Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Amy Newmark. Please enjoy this rerun of one of my favorite episodes from last year. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark for the Little Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. And today I'm sharing two stories from our latest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Blessings of Christmas. Even though the book has Christmas in the title, it really encompasses all the fun winter holidays from Thanksgiving to Hanukkah to Christmas to New Year's. And of course, we have plenty of writers and readers who do some combination of Hanukkah and Christmas. So I thought I'd share two stories about that with you today. Our first story is from Beth David Goodwin, who says that her boyfriend was surprised by her answer when he asked her what Jews do on Christmas. She gave the traditional answer. They go to the movies and out for Chinese food. When he didn't believe her, she told him to ask some other Jewish friends, and they all gave him the same answer. Of course, it's not really true for everyone. Plenty of Jews don't do that. And in fact, many celebrate Christmas as a non-religious but very fun holiday. But if you're not celebrating Christmas, Chinese food in a movie is the traditional option. Beth says that Christmas, she discovered a few presents under the little tree in her boyfriend Randy's house with her name on them. They'd only been together a few months by then. So she was surprised to find one very large box wrapped in blue and white which are the colors of Israel and also good colors for wrapping Hanukkah gifts. And inside the box was a menorah. By the following Christmas, they were married. And Beth had married into a very big Christmas family. Randy's mother was like Captain Christmas, according to Beth. She spent a few months getting ready for Christmas every year. So Beth assumed they would spend all of Christmas celebrating with his family. But Randy had other ideas. How about in the morning we celebrate the Christian way and in the afternoon the Jewish way, he said. Beth looked at him quizzically and he explained, the family will come over in the morning. We can have breakfast and open presents the Christian way. In the afternoon, we can go to the movies and then go out for Chinese food the Jewish way. Well, this was a perfect combination for Beth. She was delighted. It was like when they had compromised on their wedding cake. One layer was chocolate, which was Beth's favorite. And one layer was vanilla, which was Randy's favorite. And the top layer was half and half. So too was their new Christmas tradition, half and half. As the years passed, they changed the tradition a bit because it wasn't practical to go to the movies and out for Chinese with two little girls. So they rented movies and ordered Chinese takeout. They explained to the kids that daddy's family celebrated Christmas and mommy's family was Jewish and celebrated Hanukkah. When their daughter Sarah was in first grade, she had to complete a worksheet about her family's holiday traditions. She wrote in her best first grade handwriting, I am half Jewish and half Christmas. Doran Weber wrote another story about a mixed marriage. In her case, 
She was the one who grew up in a staunchly Catholic family, and her husband was the Jewish one. Now, her parents had adored Harold from the very beginning. He was kind and respectable, and he had joined them at their Easter and Christmas dinners. Doran was also welcomed into Harold's family and attended her first Passover and Hanukkah dinners. They enjoyed learning about each other's religions and customs. The only obstacle they came across was Doran's grandmother. Doran says she was a strict old-school Italian woman who adorned her home with statues of saints, paintings of the Last Supper, and photos of the Pope. When Harold and I announced our engagement, she wasn't pleased. We wouldn't be able to get married in our family church because of our interfaith marriage, and she refused to attend our outdoor wedding at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden. I was upset that she wouldn't attend, but I was more devastated that she didn't approve of our marriage or give us her blessing. Nevertheless, Doran and Harold settled into married life and enjoyed having family over to visit, even though her grandmother continued to refuse all their invitations. Then along came Christmas, and Doran was planning her first Christmas dinner. She was upset that her grandmother wouldn't be coming, so she went to visit her to see if she could change her mind. And that ended with both of them crying and her grandmother still refusing to attend Christmas at Doran's home. Christmas morning came and Doran had everything under control. Lasagna in the oven, matzo ball soup simmering on the stove for the fifth day of Hanukkah. She was still sad about her grandmother, but dinner was a big success anyway. And then lo and behold, the doorbell rang after dinner. It was Doran's grandmother carrying a gift. And it ended up being the last gift that Doran and Harold opened, and they were shocked by it. It was a beautiful menorah and a beautiful way for her grandmother to show that she had finally accepted and was blessing their marriage. Of course, that led to more crying by Doran and her grandmother, but this time for the right reason. To top it all off, when they served dessert, which was a combination of Italian and Jewish pastries, Doran's grandmother tried a piece of arugula and announced, this is delicious. I could get used to this. And get used to it, she did. She enjoyed many wonderful interfaith holiday celebrations in the years to come. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, the Blessings of Christmas, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there, and you can check out the front and back covers and read more about it. And you'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Amazon. If you want to read stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, you can sign up for a daily newsletter and get a free story in your email inbox every day. There will be lots of stories from this book in the coming weeks. Just head to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the newsletter sign up option. You can also follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at Amy Newmark, and you'll see links to our free stories and to this podcast. Come back for our next episode to hear a wrap up of our latest book about cats with six truths about the effects cats have on our lives. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.